Well, and we've had tons of really interesting weather. In fact, the weather across the United States, Texas, with uh, what, into the teens or even less? You're right. All kinds of... And dealing with that with so so many people without electricity at the same time. Yeah, not being prepared because they don't get those kind of temperatures and... It really uh, blindsided them. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy and crazy, and and they're expecting uh, like rising temperatures up to like seventy degrees, and of course now where does all that snow and ice go? They Flooding. don't know, do they? they? Don't know, right? <laughs> exactly. They're gonna so, find out. I know. Well, you know, I think we've seen these sort of weather patterns before. They get that polar vortex or whatever they call it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where all that cold air comes, you know, Rushing down, through. and uh, and it just reached a lot farther south than they than they anticipated. So, I mean, I know here locally, I think we got over twelve inches of snow at at our place. We still have lots of uh, snow drifts. In fact, but with the weather pattern stuff, I, you can see if you just watch the, you know, the the satellite videos of of cloud cover and uh, radar and all these other things, you can you can get a sense just through that information that the world is not flat. Right. So how do they claim that? They, I mean, we we experience the same. They they claim that we all okay we all experience the same seasons. No, whether it's flat or round. Mm-hmm. And so how do they, to me, I feel that, that you're not going to get the same, um, wind currents throughout the world. And for that matter, even the water currents. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just a small yeah. little segment of it. Yeah. Cause just so you know, I, I should let you know in the beginning of this, I am a firm believer and there's probably going to be people that's going to shut it down because they're going <laughs> to find this out about me. I believe it's round. I'll say it. I believe the earth is round. And round I have... Round or spherical? Okay, I will say spherical okay. because it is a little bumpy. If I, <laughs> How about this? I've always thought it was like this round ball minus, you know, the hills and valleys. But if I am correct, I have since then knew it was more not quite as round. It's not perfectly round. How's that? Right. It's not even perfectly um, it's spherical. A, it's like a rugby football-ish, mm-hmm. but mashed. Yeah. I, I uh, had written it down because I, I couldn't remember. It's just subtle, though. It's not... It's it, it, it. I mean, it still looks like a ball. It's just not a perfectly round ball. Yeah. I, I, I can't find where the terminology is. But it's... It basically, it's spherical, but it's, uh, it's a different size they, I, i've heard people almost describe it as like a pear shape where the top is a little bit different than the the bottom or vice versa and uh and so it's not perfectly spherical but it doesn't mean that that would in in it, it, i guess that doesn't mean that it would be like flat in any way no because what the flat earthers think of is literal flat plate mm-hmm. flat i mean minus the hills and valleys i get that sure but it's on a flat plate surface so the underneath is just mass rock but yeah they still believe that we're floating around the universe they don't believe that we're going around the sun they believe the sun is going around us is that correct uh well it's interesting because like, there's this there's this diagram I'll, I'll put it up on the on the video here but there's this diagram if you imagine a clock okay a clock sitting up on the wall you've got these dials um that that 
you know, the hands that that move around. If you take that off the wall and put it on your coffee table, right? And there's this sort of bubble on top of that that clock. Imagine the 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 clock face is our Earth, and the hands are actually not mounted on the Earth, but mounted above in the dome. And that dome would include our moon. Right. The hands would include, one would be the, the moon, and one would be the sun. And so the flat earthers kind of have this idea that it's like, a, a you know, the hands of a clock, and the sun and the moon are kind of rotating around, which creates the light and day on this flat earth. Yeah, like these and people it, just think that the center of the universe or something. Because mm-hmm. yeah. they do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just such an interesting idea that we have all this modern technology and a modern, more sort of modern experimentation that kind of it leads us to this. I'll say it as a fact that we live on a sphere. And the way that these folks are sort of debunking it it's all about conspiracy and distrust of the of the authority source yeah right the people who are running these experiments even though uh, there was a a special on i want to say it was on netflix uh it was a flat earth uh documentary are you familiar with this i I might i don't know gosh dang i I I don't know if i even wrote down the name of it but i've i've watched it uh i don't even have it written down it'll come to me at, at some point but but there's there's folks in in this documentary the the main person who's kind of um the most well-known flat earther is mark Sargent. does that sound familiar no. guy up in seattle he's not like the first guy but he's kind of the one most recently who's probably the most trusted and most known for believing in the flat earth and he has all these different he does these conferences and and he does podcasts and youtube stuff and it's really interesting because he just sort of discounts all of nasa because it's a government you know he says that it's a government agency that's trying to hide uh, these right. things from us and uh you know all of these things that are you would tend to believe but he discounts them because it's all and, a conspiracy and and because of there's some other issues that are I'll be nice and say shady things from NASA. He uses that to be to discredit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, it's from NASA. So what do you want? You know, they did blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, 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 and I could see that. Mm-hmm. And it sucks because that's why it's good to have a great reputation. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's NASA's, you know, they've got to, they got to be quiet about some stuff so they could do some stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, to me, it's interesting how much of the conspiracy stuff comes out in this documentary because there is so many of this, dis- so much of this distrust of these authority figures. But there's also people in the flat earth community who they are basically acting as like scientists where they run their own experiments. And there's a few different uh, character uh, characters, people in this documentary that are really running tests to, to really determine whether it is flat or not. And, right. and, and they keep coming up to these conclusions that, that they don't want to accept because it does sort of mean the potential for it being um, round is, is true or spherical. But then as soon as they get to that point where the, they don't get what they expect, 
they go back and they change their experiment, and it's almost like they're trying to find they ways stay, to they justify they their own stay conclusion. Alive. That's they lose their purpose if yeah. they if they they. A lot of those people don't want to sit there and go, oh, they're not seeking truth. If they're trying to see... They say that they are. No, sure. (laughs) No, sure. But they aren't really seeking truth. They're they're just trying to confirm Mm -hmm. themselves. And if they don't confirm, they don't want to stop thinking about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody's bagged a Bigfoot, but man... Yeah, there's a following. We have a museum, a Bigfoot museum nearby. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That guy's popular. Yeah. I think people forget how massive this ball is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it, it, it like, like here's another way they try to disprove the, that it's rounded is they take, they try to use math. So I, it's hard for me to follow, but they take, you know, the, a certain telescope that could see certain, so far away at a certain angle, you should be able to see this. Mm-hmm. The horizon needs to be this. And I still believe that, you don't still don't see things right. Like, like things out that far, I know uh, what's that called? It's kind of a, you, you don't see, oh, what's that called? Um, I forget what it's called, but it's like an illusion out there. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not saying that it, it's an illusion for everybody when they look out there. It's just, it's not exactly, we're not equipped to see like they, they think we can see it, This This is a huge ball. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think that's down, enough proof, even though they talk about. But that. the illusion that you're talking about, if you were out, let's say, you know, out in Arizona on one of the really flat roads, and you look far enough down the road, you end up seeing what looks like water on the road. Right. Right. It's an optical illusion. Correct. It's, it's some sort of like, like a reflection or a, a refraction of light. Yes. And what you're actually seeing, the what looks like water, is actually just a reflection of of, of the sky. Right. That, that some people have seen out like way out in the ocean, and it looks like land, and it's like a reflection of like the clouds, which gives the idea of texture, if you will. Uh, I did find the, you know, the optical illusion that you were talking about. Atmospheric refraction. Mm. It's an optical illusion. It looks like a puddle of water yeah, yeah. In, at the distance. And really, it's just, it's a reflection of what's going on above in the sky. That's right. And in, you see it over a, a massive distance. There's a couple of different uh, explanations for it. One is that you can get, there's a, a certain amount of atmosphere that... Uh, moves around it's fluid essentially air is fluid yeah. and over a certain distance if you're looking at different temperatures you'll see different fluid movements because heat as you say moves yeah. it, moves it, the atmosphere around right so if you go through that process that just from that changes uh the reflections of of light how light gets directed at you right. and what you see even and, through a telescope yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Correct. So the other thing is the curvature of the Earth, there's a whole bunch of atmosphere even at that stage. So when you're using something like a telescope, when you're going really big distances, you still see atmospheric you know, refraction happening. Right. Because at the, the angle, they're not talking also about, well, from what I've seen, they don't take a whole lot of consideration to light shining this way versus shining this way too mm-hmm. wherever light this source. right beyond but. the curve uh documentary there's a set of experimenters 
that are going out, they're going to do this experiment to try and measure. And again, they're using these distances because that's what the, you know, round earthers are, are say they should see in this certain distance. And so they're trying to go out and disprove that. So what they did is they set up this this experiment where they had this really high-powered laser, really high-powered. And they, I don't know how many miles they, they went across, but they basically set up uh, two sides. And what they were going to do is they were going to measure uh, the the starting point of where the laser was through a, a center uh, marker onto another marker. Yeah. And so what they expect is that if there's a curvature, then y- what you'll see is the center marker, it's going to mark lower Low, right, on that correct. thing. And? and so what they did is they, they, <clears throat> they had all these technical difficulties with... Of course. With, of course they did. Damn it. With their, their laser. And so th- what they said, it was, it was inconclusive. They couldn't, they couldn't figure it out. By the time they saw... By the time they saw the laser on the far end, the beam was so massive, you couldn't be accurate. So they came back, and at the end of the documentary, they come back and they change their experiment. So instead of having a marker that's going to cast a shadow or whatever on the other, what they did is they cut a hole. And so they shine from uh, from one end, that laser, through a hole, and then at the other end, they're supposed to basically look and be able to see the light coming through. Because if the light is going through that hole and it's going, let's say it's going above their head, then there's, you know, they're gotcha. missing something, right? Right, right. And so what they're doing, they, they radio each other and they say, oh, we can't see it. Well, you know, go be a little bit higher. And so what they did is <laughs> they... Is- yeah. So they moved. They, exactly. They moved a little bit higher on the other end and they could see the light. And they said, "Oh, that can't be right." And they dismissed it. Exactly. That's what they. And why? Yeah. So here, that's here, not, that's so, not experimenting. That's <clears throat> you're, I, you're denying your results. Hit that subscribe button and the bell notifications if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you're just listening to the podcast again, please share it with others that might be interested in listening. And until we see you next time, take care and be safe.